Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 415, recorded live on June 6th, 2015. And here are your hosts, the man who was waiting for me to get home to record, Dave Pillay. Hey, hey! And the man who had to drive in a parade again, Andy Lowe. Hi. Drove in a parade, huh? Yep. Not bad. Well, it was it was the new studio van, and I spent the last my free time last week getting the stereo system from the old van installed into the new van. And so they're like, "Well, you're you're free this weekend, right? In case something goes wrong." And I'm like, "Yes, I'm free this weekend. <laughs> I've got nothing to do." But it was good that I was there because I, I, when I was done, I told them like, hey, um, it's not hooked up to the radio. It's just hooked up to this little mixer that we've got a little phono jack input on it. Mm-hmm. Because when I took the car apart, thinking, hey, there are speaker grills in the back. Thinking, hey, there are speakers behind those speaker grills. That's not the case. There, there were just speaker grills? There was no actual speaker? Yeah. No, one of them actually will not have a speaker behind it because that is where the rear air conditioning is located. What? Yeah, the rear air conditioner is lo- on the Dodge Journey in the very back right corner where there's a speaker grill. And you think, hey, there's a speaker grill there. It's the AC. It's the AC unit. The other side is where the optional subwoofer for the premium sound system is lo- supposed to be located. Okay. But there was nothing there. So I spend all this time thinking, okay, there's a 12-volt thing right there. I run the power all the way from the front on the battery all the way along the side to the back and... Side note, I had to remove like four different panel things there in order to remove the back corner panel. And then I pull it out and there is nothing there. And I'm just like, huh, why is there a speaker grill here with nothing? And then I'm thinking, I'm looking at it. And so I just start doing some Googling. I'm like, oh, that's where the premium subwoofer is supposed to be. Great. Okay. Luckily, there was the grounding for the premium subwoofer still there. So I was at least able to tap into the ground without having to worry about doing all the the grinding to get to bare metal and screwing and tapping and all that other fun stuff. You can't see it, but I'm smiling and nodding. It's one of those things where it's like, hey, you're the IT guy. Who also happens to know automotives and electronics. (laughs) Automotive stuff, um, electrical stuff, it's... I mean, that's that's a pretty good IT guy. Like, you are on your way to being a full-blown sysadmin. (laughs) I just know everything, that's what it is. Uh, my trivia crack far. My, my trivia crack games kind of will support that though because I wouldn't go so far as to say you you know everything. I know a lot of okay, I will gladly say I don't know everything. The smartest person knows that they don't know everything. Right. I will say no though that I know a lot of things. You do know a lot of things. Yeah. You have a lot of good skills that many people in this day and age are lacking. Yes. Like how to use tools, how electricity works on a non-theoretical level. Mm-hmm. How to troubleshoot electronic components. That's a big one. Yep. You know some programming. Yes. Which is also good and helpful. Hey, I was actually surprised by that today because I was talking with our brand manager because he was the one who wanted me in the parade. Yeah. Um, about how we're going to get sports scores to go across your radio display with our data stream that goes along with our FM station. Yep. And I was like, oh, I could probably just run like some sort of like Python script or something that pulls it from some file location or something like that. And he's like, you can do that. Well, no, he was like, yeah, you probably could do that with Python. I'm like, wait a second. Do you know Python? And he's like, I know about Python. <laughs> I know of Python. It's like... I- because uh, at one point, the um, our automation software was supposed to be run off of Python as okay. its programming language. And so they wanted all the brand managers to learn Python. That's silly. Which, yeah, that's, I feel like that's kind of why that one probably got shot down. That sounds like a great way. You want me to do what now? And I, you want, I having... You want me to learn how to write computer code? Isn't that like what they do in movies with guys with glasses sitting at keyboards? And having knowing some of the brand managers that we have, that would not work. Right. Some of them would be okay, like the one who actually knew what Python was and was kind of pre, pre, preemptively looking at it. But some of the other guys, mm, no. <laughs> well, we know a good course that they can watch. Yep. But yeah, no, it was also, I literally was the one who saved the day because he was like, oh, it's not hooked up to the radio. I thought the CD player was going to work then as well, and then... I realized the in-unit CD player is the radio. Yeah. 
So luckily I had my wiring from my uh, Explorer here. So I brought that over and hooked it up into the stereo system and then everything was fine. Do it live. Do it live. Yes. Yes, we will. Well done, Andy. Very impressed. So now I'm back home. Yay. And we're recording. Yes. Anything else fun happened this week? I spent a lot of time outside tearing apart (laughs) two vehicles. Okay. Removing all the wiring from one and then figuring out how to install all that wiring into the other one. Okay. Other than that, no, yes. Cool. This week's been this week. This week has been this week. Yep. It's been just another week. Okay. I started exercising this week. Congratulations. Doing things like pull-ups and some, some dumbbell exercises and some cardio. Have you tried the 1 to 100 push-ups? I have in the past tried that. Not so much? Not very successfully. I think I got up to like 50, 60, Mm. somewhere in there. Push-ups are hard. Yes, but they're easy to do. You don't need any equipment. You just need you. And the floor. And the floor. I was doing it, uh, the last time I tried was about nine months ago. I tried it. I tried it once, and then I stopped. After one round, I got like four push-ups in. Because if you recall, about a year ago, I broke my arm. Sure. So take breaking your arm and then go forward about three months and try and do a push-up. Uh, it, it was not so successful. No, 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 no. So I'm, I might try. I guess I could try it again. A long time ago, I was able to do a whole bunch. Like I did six sets of 20 in less than an hour. Yeah, see, that's why I was kind of find it funny that there, you can be physically fit, but then also not fit. You have to clarify your definition of fit. Yes. What do you mean by fit? Well, the fact is that I uh, ran marathons. I am training to run another one as yeah. we speak. Yet well, the not, number not of as we speak, but go well, on. Yeah. Well, I, I'm in the middle of the training program. I'm not actually running as we okay. speak. You are not actively training. You are training. Yes. Okay. Yet the number of pull-ups I can do is nil. Really? Yeah. You cannot do a single pull-up. I do not believe so. I know we've got one of those like over the door pull up things so I could try it out, but I, I don't believe that I could actually do a pull up right now. I should have added pull ups to Bry's friend Olympics thing. <laughs> Had I but known, it would be up there. That said, not many of our friends can do a pull up. True. I feel like that should be like one of the survival skills, though, because how many times do you see in a movie of some kind where somebody's hanging from something, screaming for help because they can't pull themselves up? Well, then you better get to work on it, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, crap, I need to be able to do a pull up in case I'm hanging off of a ledge. Yeah. Just bear in mind, doing a pull up and pulling yourself up from a ledge are two different things. Yes, but I should be able to do one. I should be able to do a pull up first to at least get me in the possibility Vicinity. range <laughs> yep. of yeah. maybe the adrenaline in my system being able to oomph me up the rest of the way. At work, uh, when I when I've been sitting in my office for a long time, I've been staring at the screen for a while. I will sometimes get up, walk over to the door. And the doors at my office uh, are right below a window. There's a window between the top, like, foot of the, of the wall for in and out of the office. And so right below that window, it's actually really sturdy, especially on the door. And so I will stand in the doorway, reach up, grab both sides of the door, and just pull myself up. You should get one of those over-the-door pull-up things, then. Or I could go into my basement where I've got the pull-up gym. Oh, that, that also would be helpful. Previous yes. owners left behind. <laughs> they didn't even want to take it with them? Uh, they were moving to South Carolina. No, they did not want to take that with them. It is a very large device that serves very little function. I don't doubt it. It's it's On one side, you can do pull-ups, and on the other side, uh, there's basically a chair without a bottom. So there's padding on the, the frame, and then there's two arms that come off of it. So you put your arms on those arms, you put your back against oh, it, and so then you, you can... you can work the abs. Yeah, well, you can lift your legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's an ab workout your, thing. Yeah, work your core. But it's a huge device for just those two things. Yep. But yeah, I started exercising again this week. We'll see how long I can keep with it this time. That's the key, is just getting the groundwork in there. Yep. Well, it, you know, in my defense, I don't do a lot of exercise, but I walk you know, a good, like, five miles a day when I'm training. Five, eight miles, well, not eight, five, six miles a day when I'm training. 
Like I don't stop moving when I train. So I feel like that, that kind of keeps me in pretty decent shape. Well, we'll find out when this friend Olympics thing actually happens. I'm not taking part in it. <laughs> not doing that. The only one that I, I even thought about doing, and I actually did kind of do it, uh, was the wiki game. It's one of the last ones on the list. Oh, where you have to try and connect the, the two Yeah, Wikipedia have you tried pages? that yet? No, I have a game plan, though, for it. You have a game plan for it? Well, how I would go about going from something to something else. How would you go about going from something to something else, Andy? I don't want to say, because there are other people who will be participating who would be listening to this. Well, but you realize that it's like two random things, right? Yes. That you have, uh, you've like a minute and a half to do it. Yeah. Like, the one that's out there right now is A Song of Ice and Fire and Butcher. Hold on, is this like a webpage that you can yeah. go to? What is it? TheWikiGame.com. The wiki game, all right. Song of Ice and Fire, Goal Butcher. Like Butcher, like a... Like the wiki page, Butcher. Okay, so all I can do is just click... You can only click links in the wiki page. What? Time's up. That's it? Well, you got into it halfway through. Oh. So here's another one. Maya, Rudolph, and Fiji. You have 120 seconds. Maya Rudolph? From when it starts. Okay, from when it starts. All right, this is making more sense now. All right. Okay... What was the, it was Fiji, right? Fiji? Yep, you can see it on the left. Boom! You got it? Six clicks. Not bad. You still got third place. I know. What was your path? Maya Rudolph to Gainesville, Florida, where she was born. Mm-hmm. To the, well, I could have done it in five. Gainesville, Florida to Florida to the United States the, the, to the Pacific Ocean to Fiji. So, yeah, I got third place. I wonder what their path was. Let's see. Maya Rudolph, Gainesville, Florida, Florida, United States, Pacific Ocean, Fiji. Should we do one more on the air, live? Oh, yeah, it will happen in 13 seconds. Yep. We should probably edit the section down a little bit, though. Well, the silence is going to disappear anyway. Okay. All right, new game. Maine Coon to Dubai. Isn't Dubai a country? Yes, it is. Oh, that's not what I wanted. God, I know where I want to go. I just don't know how to get there. That's kind of the point. Got it. Yeah, I'm stuck in a list of countries, and I can't find it in here. Yep. Oh, sorry, Dubai is a city. Oh! It's not a country. It's a city in the UAE. That's why I can't find it. Yep. Hold on. I've got 16 seconds to go to the United Arab Emirates. Oh, I'm out of time. But yeah, I was going to go to United Arab Emirates and then to Dubai, so I was too short. A lot of people just went Asia to Dubai. Dubai's on the Asia page? Yep. Oh. So if you do this for a little bit, you start learning some tricks, like doing the United States gets you wherever you want to go. Yeah. That if you can get back to the U.S., you are set for, like, everything else. Because then you can get to a list of countries of the world, and then from there... Well, not even, like, just the United States has a ton of links on it. Ah. So, anyway, pull-ups, exercise, the wiki game, there we go. (laughs) How did we get in that rabbit hole? I'm not exactly sure. Should we get out of it and go into some topics? I think so. Hacking right. a garage. Yes. Someone hacked garages. Yes. I now feel less secure about my garage. Well, you can tell he's got a list. On If you kind of dig into this, he's got a list of the uh, garage door openers that are have issue by this. I mean, it, it's any fixed code garage door. Yeah, so there are most of them. Most of the older ones are fixed code. The newer ones are not? No, the newer ones are kind of like your car key fob, where they're a rolling code. Ah, wouldn't I just need to keep trying the same code again and again and again? What? Well, if it's a rolling code... Yes. What does that mean? It's kind of like, you know how um, you have that authenticator app for either like Google or for Blizzard or something where the random numbers just... But it's based on time as well? Yes. Okay. Or I think, no, um... They're not based off of time. They're based off of a set distance. But um, just like your key fob, if you actually take your key fob away from your car by a large enough distance where they can't communicate with each other, and you, I, I think you hit the unlock button, normally it's like 50 to 100 times, they'll get out of sync too much that the two lists won't be able to talk to each other, and then your key fob will stop working mm. until you bring them back together and you do it through the whole process of syncing them back up again. It's a bit of a jerk move to do to people if you know you don't like them. You just take their key fob and then make sure they're out of range of their car, and then you just wail on that unlock button and for probably like five minutes, and then their key fob won't work anymore. That kind of sucks. Yeah. So that, that makes me a little uh, worried, though. 
But yeah, so it, just find out if your garage door opener is a set code or if it's a rolling code. And if it's a if it's not a rolling code, well then there's this that can that can open it. Yeah, very easily. Now, this wasn't the first time that you could open these set codes because there are things there. Um, I think the Nicolas Cage version of Gone in 60 Seconds had something like this where they had basically a receiver and they would just kind of just point it at the person's car. And then when the person went to go open their garage door, it would just capture the code that it got sent. Yeah. I mean, that's how you program the ones that are in your car. Yeah. So that stuff has already been around, but this one kind of just does a brute force attack. Very quickly. Very quickly, yes. Using a little bit of math. I like that he hosts it on GitHub, though. (laughs) That's kind of fun. Like, it is just, it's on GitHub. The entire hack and attack is on GitHub. Well, I just like the fact that uh, the garage does not clear the attempted code. One 12-bit code also tests five 8-bit codes, four 9-bit codes, three 10-bit codes, four 11-bit codes, and, of course, one 12-bit code. So he's also got this programmed up there. So when he tests it out, he's not only just testing one 12, he's testing multiple codes at the same time. Yeah, that's what I meant by, like, math. Yeah, no, this is some serious math in here. Supposedly, though, he's... The, the version on GitHub, he's broken it. So, so it, doesn't it doesn't actually work. work. But he has, he's put the code out there saying, hey, here's the basic gist of it. This one doesn't work, but you should probably do something about this. But the garage door company said, well, we've got rolling codes on the new ones. But who who decides to just replace their garage door opener unless it breaks? I, I don't. Yeah, no, it's one of those things where it's like, well, until it breaks, I'm just going to keep using the garage door opener because it works. Yep. So, yeah, garage doors. <laughs> Totally vulnerable to hacks. Yep. If you, well, not totally. If you have a fixed code garage door. Yeah, if you have a fixed code garage store. Is there a, a time on the, like, how long ago these were? Did they stop doing it after a certain point in time? Well, it's when these rolling codes started to come into play. Yeah, but what was that time period? Well, I, it depends on the model and depends on the company. Aw, oh, damn it. It's going to make me actually do work and research? Yes, do some research. Find out about your garage door. Mm, fine. I guess I'll make my house secure. <laughs> Doesn't help you know, to, to lock your front and back door if you leave your garage door unlocked, and it can just be opened. Yep. Okay. So what other, do you got any other hacking news? Um, other hacking news? I oh, mean, there's a little bit of a, a hacking sort of thing. Okay. Um, linked an article from Wired where a guy built an untraceable AR-15 gun in the Wired office, even though he has literally no machining skills, which was uh, barely, uh, easily proven when um, he tried to do it three ways. One, he actually tried to just buy a piece of aluminum yeah. and using a drill press machine his own by hand. That's not going to work very well if you don't have a lot of skill yeah no that one didn't work uh oh. the second one was um he tried to use a maker bot basically and use it build one out of the the 3d printer plastic how'd that go it went better than the the machining but i still don't think it really um worked let me just see okay so the drill press yada 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 3d printing uh, da, da, nine hour job uh the matrix of plas- plastic was a long messy process i tried using a knife cut my thumb and blood all over one side of the rifle body at the same same support materials also filled tiny holes in the piece, in some cases choking the delicate threads meant to accept metal screws. Mm. So it was too sloppy to be able to be used. But he did buy this one uh, created by Defense Distributed, which is just a, it just looks like a black CNC mill machine. Mm-hmm. No markings whatsoever, and it's just, it just runs on some free open source software. And the machine just... You, you put the little piece of aluminum in there and the machine starts doing its thing and it just tells you, okay, I want you to do this or, okay, I want you to do this. or So it, instead of the human instructing the machine, the machine instructs the human? The machine instructs the human how to build... A gun. A gun, basically, yes. Like an actual gun. Well, not the entire part of the gun. He goes in the first part here explaining what exactly he's building and it's basically the one component that is regulated by... The ATF and the Department of Justice and all the other friends. Like, it's it's the part of the body where the actual serial number is normally encoded on a regular gun. So it's like the heart and soul of it. But then he still had to go out and buy like the barrel and the butt and the scope and the trigger and all the other fun stuff there. But the but he the, has a non-registered, effectively untraceable gun. Yes. And all it took was buying this little machine. Yes, buying the little machine, buying the parts. Let's see his ghost gunner method. Let's see buying the machine fifteen hundred. Buying the aluminum, $68, $550, 
$2,272 for all of the parts. That's a little disturbing. Yep. Wow. For two grand. You too can have an AR-15. Yep. That actually shoots. Mm-hmm. He actually said uh, he it took a couple of calibration things at the beginning, but it was nothing too hard. And then uh, shot a good probably 100 rounds out of the thing without any issues. So, yeah, that will freak you out. Yeah, that's so speak, crazy. So I'm, I'm still guns, like, what the hell? Yeah, no, that's that's. Oh, that's that's surprising. It's I, I don't know what to say to that one because it's yes you it's this is not a new thing people have been making their own firearms since the beginning of firearms yeah that's how you got the big names like Colt Colt Smith, Smith and, and Weston Weston Wesson Wesson thought it was Smith and Wesson I thought it was Smith and Weston oh nope it is Wesson you are correct my apologies something about someone who knows everything <laughs> I have a lack of knowledge in firearms I'm sorry <laughs> Andy. For for someone who who likes doing skills and various things for emergency situations, don't you think firearms would be a good one to have? Yes, yes, it would. Okay. What was that? That was my Mountain Dew bottle. Okay. Everything okay over there? Mm-hmm. I'm just fidgety because I think this is like my second or third one today. Dude, it's only 2.30. I got woken up really early this morning to have to go into work to fix me, something. Me, 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 me. Stupid being on call. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. So, speaking of guns, Fallout 4. <gasps> Fallout 4! So excited. Oh, it, man. It will exist. <laughs> we Hopefully. knew it would exist. There's been rumors that they've been working on it for years. They had yes. people out in Boston taking images and measurements. I wonder how accurate the map of Boston's going to be, because I do have to say the one from D.C. wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad, but it wasn't great. No. Um, and in fact, I'm, I'm playing through that one again uh, because of some information that said Fallout 4, since it's set on the East Coast again, may have the ability to pull in save files from your Fallout 3 game. But I thought this was going to be a different... Um Different vault, because this the old one it was is. Vault 101, right? This is Vault 111. Ah. This is in Boston, and it's like 20 years later. But well, that doesn't mean that the decisions you make in one game can't impact the decisions in the other. True. Especially given that in Fallout 3, the whole thing is about getting, like, fresh water. Well, that was what the original Fallout was about, right? Ah, uh, no. I, I thought that was the reason why you left the original Fallout, like, the, 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 the ISO view Fallout. Yeah, wasn't it the Gek, or was that the second one? I don't know, I still have not finished the first one yet. Fallout, story, plot, game is set, etc., etc. Takes place in 2161, 84 years. The water chip has broken. You're looking for a replacement for the water chip. Ah, the water chip. Gotcha. Just for your own vault's purpose. I see. I still need to play New Vegas. I think I've got New Vegas over here, right? Upon returning the chip, the vault dweller is then tasked with destroying a mutant army that threatens humanity. <laughs> That's Boy, so that escalated quickly. There's a left turn. It's like, ah, I need to go fix the water chip. And now there's mutants. Yeah, I've, got, I've literally got New Vegas sitting here still wrapped up. Oh, dude, play New Vegas. It's the ultimate edition, too, so it's got all of the expansions. Play New Vegas. It's so good. But I've got other things that I've been playing. Yeah. I also still need to finish Black Flag, and I've got Assassin's Creed Rogue there. Oh, and then the new Batman game's going to come out, and I still haven't finished Arkham Origins. And oh. Yeah. So many things. I could probably play some of them on a Steam machine if I, you know, I got it. A Steam machine? Yep. What are you talking about, sir? The Steam machine is going to be out Live and, well, not free, but... The actual Steam Machine, too. Yes. Not just like a, oh, yeah, we, we got a, a computer with Steam OS. This is the first-party Steam Machine. Yes. Cheapest one is going to be 450 bucks. Not bad. i3 processor. Okay, that is bad. Uh, what's the most expensive one? 800 bucks. 750 Yep, has a GeForce GTX, has... See, it's still running, you know, DDR3 RAM, though. Like, these are not great computers. No. They're good computers. They are good. They're not great. 
God, still, still. What what are we up to now, RAM wise? DDR five. DDR five. God, I uh, am. So- well, no, I'm sorry. So, so for for PCs, for your motherboard, DDR four. Okay. Graphics cards are using something called DDR5. Like its predecessor, DDR5 is based on DDR3 SD RAM memory. So is it just like the same thing, just with a different label on it? No, not quite. Like, DDR4 is not backwards compatible. I can't put my memory in a DDR3 slot, and I can't put DDR3 into my computer. It will not work. Gotcha. All right. There's so many. But yeah, Steam machines. Woo! In fact, Steam made a a whole slew of releases today, well, this week. Not only the Steam machine... Wait, wait, you're not going to talk about the Steam controller? I was going to say the Steam controller. Yeah. That was the the next words out of my mouth, Andy, were going to be the Steam controller. Oh, I thought you were going to go to the next Steam thing. No, I I was saying not only the Steam machine, but the Steam controller. Steam controller, 50 bucks. Is that the price of the Xbox controllers? Pretty much, yeah. So it's about the same. Looks pretty same. That that little the the touchpad button though area that does look nice. Yep. The video makes it look pretty sweet. I don't know if the demo video is the actual like. Here's what will it, what it will look like. It's one of those things where I literally have to have it in my hands before I can really say anything about it. Yep. Because it seems so different. It's like, what What do you... Mm, I don't know. It's. I have to hold it and try it out before I can say anything about it. Because it, oh, it just looks so different. It does. But different isn't always bad. No. Very true. The Wii was very different. And look what the Wii did. Yep. So it, it looks different. It's not a terrible thing. Um, what's, what's kind of more interesting is just... Oh, well, I don't even... Mm, the train of thought just went 150 in a 20-mile zone. Okay. So I, I just, I derailed. I don't know, is that too soon for that sort of <laughs> I was going to say, that's that's a little morbid right there, Dave. Is that too soon? Ouch. Yeah. The controller is interesting. I like what, they, what they've done with it. I think it's going to work well, especially with releasing the Steam boxes. Yes. And there's also the, I don't remember what they called it. It's basically a sling box for Steam. Oh, it's um, Steam Link. Steam Link. Yes. That is also 50 bucks. Yeah. That, I might, I might go in on that. Get a Steam Link and a controller. It's 100 bucks. That wouldn't be too bad, except you have to, you know, run Steam games with it. Oh, darn. Yeah, I know. Because everything I play is not available through Steam. Like, the only other game is Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> Those are the only games I've been playing. It's Heroes of the Storm and everything else that's on Steam. I love how um, GameStop is saying that they're going to uh, allow you to pre-order them starting June 4th. Mm-hmm. And then a unspecified number of those pre-orders will be filled on October 16th. Huh. So your pre-order might get there, you know, on October 16th. Or you might wait until, you know, it November. comes out with everything else on November 10th. Yeah. Or, you know, you can just, like, wait. Yep. Buy it on Amazon. GameStop, however, now that you've mentioned it, we'll come back to Steam in a little bit. GameStop was in the news this week. Yes, because I remember we talked about how Hot Topic was going to buy ThinkGeek. Yeah, and we were we, we had mixed feelings on it. It kind of depends on how Hot Topic treats ThinkGeek. Yep. Uh, well, Hot Topic hadn't actually closed the deal. We reported on that a little too soon. Our apologies. Because another company decided, it, you know, looked at that and said, you know, it's not a bad idea. And so GameStop has put in a bid to purchase ThinkGeek instead. GameStop. GameStop. You know, used video games. Yeah, yeah, I know. You, you go in, it's where people buy, like, new and used games that's not on Steam. So, but, you, you know the store, right? Yeah, yeah, no, okay. I know the store. All right, well, because you, you were just very quiet. Because I tried to figure out the, the, the question of why. They can? <laughs> Why do I melt aluminum in my backyard? Why am I online looking at the price of sheet metal so that I can buy and take to a manufacturer and have them cut out a design? I, 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 Hot Topic and ThinkGeek seems more sensible than GameStop and ThinkGeek. Same cultures. Yes, but entirely two separate things. Is it? You saw the list of... of 
products on Hot Topics website, right? Yes. If I were to have shown you that list without telling you it was Hot Topic, would you believe, would you think that people who shop at GameStop would purchase that sort of stuff? Maybe. (laughs) I'll take that. Would you also agree that people who shop at GameStop would often buy things from ThinkGeek? Probably. So would it be good for GameStop to have like a little corner that's nothing but ThinkGeek products? I I don't know. It's just... In my mind, I see this like... I know this is going to be entirely stereotypical, but having a medical marijuana... Dispensary. Dispensary. Buying a Taco Bell. Yes, there is going to be some crossover. Think of it more like the Taco Bell buying a medical marijuana dispensary. Yes, there's going to be some crossover there, but both of them have... I'd argue that there's actually even more crossover with ThinkGeek to GameStop or ThinkGeek to Hot Topic. I don't but know. But Andy, from a from a business perspective, that is going to be one of the most successful Taco Bells in the world. <laughs> so okay, so here's my question for you. The people shoot who buy things like oh god, GameStop's already got a ThinkGeek like thing on their front page. Do they? Yeah. ThinkGeek. Best selling ThinkGeek products are already on the GameStop front page. Wow. Star yep. Trek Garden Gnomes, Bag of Holding. Yep. Portal 2 Century USB Desktop Defender? Hmm. Does it actually take... Yep, actually takes you to ThinkGeek. That was fast. <laughs> Boy, that escalated quickly. Sorry, now I've just... I was just... My mind has already been blown that it's already boom. There they are. You know what? It was, I bet you it was for this one product, the Hyperkin Retro N5 Gaming System. <laughs> so I'm just sitting here looking GameStop at GameStop. can actually sell classic games again. Andy. Sorry, I'm just looking at the best-selling items on uh, GameStop right now. Andy, The focus. number one best-selling item on GameStop right now, Batman Arkham focus. Knight prop, prop replica Batarang. Focus. But it's a Batarang. Come on, bring it back. It's a Batarang. See, this is why GameStop bought ThinkGeek. Yes, for close things the page. like that, because people love the games, but they also love the collectibles. Now close the page. It's already closed. Good, dear lord. So, GameStop, when you think of GameStop, among other things, hopefully you think of the idea of used games. Yes. What did you do with your used games often, Andy? Um, Go ahead and say it. I I played them and then returned them. You returned them. (laughs) Which you can now do on Steam. What? Steam refunds is now a thing. We'll see how long it lasts. Remember, Valve is a very um, kind of agile company. They they are not hesitant to undo the changes they've made. I.e. paid downloadable content. Yep. Paid mods. Paid mods. Um, they have instituted a policy for returning games. So you can now refund a game. Oh, there are caveats. Where... Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you can't refund it if you've played for more than two hours. Yes. You can't refund it. I think it's... Um, 14 days. 14 days. So you have two weeks or two hours of play, whichever comes first. Yes. It does include DLC. And it does include in-game purchases, but those are 48 hours. Oh, man. So what happens if you buy just a fun little game, i.e., like... um. Something that was on Steam and Episodic. The the Back to the Future games, the the Jurassic Park Telltale games. So anything Telltale did. Yeah. Anything yeah. Telltale did, where it's just a little it's a little episode, which you normally can knock those out in less than two hours. Yeah, that's kind of problematic. And it's got a lot of developers a little upset. Yeah, no, I I would be where it'd be like, wait a second, I just spent time and effort making this game. Now yeah. you're basically allowing people to play it for free. Yeah, play the game for free. That's oh, I mm, that's that's good and bad. Yep, they do have the they they reserve the right to refuse the refund. Well, that's good. So there's this whole section on abuse and abusive behavior for refunds. <laughs> good because I feel like there's going to be a lot of people who are going to try and abuse this. Yeah, so they are watching it. They're going to be careful with it. I wonder if Steam is too big for valve that like they don't have enough people supporting it all right so here's a good caveat that they could do yeah two weeks two hours 
or 20% of the game played. How do you measure that? Um, measure it via level per, uh, if there are levels, you can measure that via level progression, i.e. if the game's got 10 levels and you finish two of them, you've already gone through the first two levels of the game. So I, as a game designer, make a 10 level game. And those first two levels like that. Yeah. Yes, I know this, it can be, anything can be abused if you think about it hard enough. Right. So do you think this is the next step there before I swear Valve is going to allow you to sell your unused versions of, or sell used version, used copies of your game? Oh, man, we've talked about that a lot. I don't know if it's going to happen. They keep on just moving closer and closer to it now. You can post the the DLC to the store. There is is another thing with this, by the way, is what happens when I buy a DLC free game that doesn't require Steam authentication? And then refund it and just play the copy that I made. Well, they, they're saying it has to be through Steam. What has to be through Steam? For their refunds. Right. I buy it from Steam. Yes. I buy a game, because some games on Steam are, are completely DLC free. Yes. I buy it on Steam. I download it through Steam. I copy it to a different folder on my computer. I feel like there's probably something in the Steam install that will have to check with Steam, doesn't it, or no? Not for all games. Only for some of them. Any game that you can play offline. But yeah, Steam refunds. Do you do you think Valve is moving closer and closer? I'm still not sure. I'm not sold on the idea. I think they are. Everything I read here just keeps moving it closer and closer to being able to sell our own copies of our games to each other. And then Steam just takes a little bit off the top. And probably also should give a little bit to the Would you be able to sell it directly to a person? Would you have to put it up on the market? Probably a little bit of both. Because if we could sell it directly to each other, I mean, hey, Andy, I need to borrow that game. Here's a penny. Probably would have to put it up to the market. Probably would have to put, yeah, that would be the caveat. I would have to go to the marketplace. Yeah, but I wouldn't want it to go to the marketplace. (laughs) I want to borrow your game, and I don't want to pay a lot of money for it. That said, you essentially could still do that because you could purchase it from the marketplace, play it, and then put it back up on the marketplace. Yes. Yeah, I I don't think it would work very well for them. Their sales would plummet. All right, what else do we have? What else do we have? We haven't covered very many topics yet. No. Um, Okay, so we talked about, this is a quick one, the World Video Game Hall of Fame. We talked about the, the possible inductees. Yep. Well, the final six of the inaugural class have been chosen. Which games are now in the Hall of Fame? Pong. Okay. Pac-Man. Okay. Tetris. Okay. Super Mario Brothers. Okay. Doom. Yep. And WoW. Sounds good. Yeah, all of those feel like they should be in the Hall of Fame. I look at those and go, yep, yep. Well, but Andy, we talked about that. Yeah, I know. Every game in the 15 games that they presented should be in there. Yeah. Legend of Zelda, Oregon Trail, Angry Birds, Pokemon, Sonic. Space Invaders. Yeah, no. Those six, you know, those. If the first round didn't include Super Mario Brothers, something seemed to have been wrong. Yep. All right. So that was a fast one. The the first round of the Hall of Fame. This is which who's doing this Hall of Fame? Who's in charge of this? The Strong National Museum of Play in Rochester, New York. I think these are the guys that uh, do the the Toy Hall of Fame as well. Okay. Um. Do you remember on live? Yes. We talked and about it a how it disappeared times. and how it disappeared because they realized that streaming was not a, a valid model. Yes. Somehow GameFly doesn't recognize that. Yep. Because they bought Playcast, Playcast, which is a streaming service. You do? I have Playcast. I had something. I paid for it at one point. (laughs) No, it wasn't this. I don't think it was Playcast. But On Live has now purchased Playcast. Yes. No, GameFly. Oh yeah, no, I I had Play On. I swear I had it. Maybe that is not what I had. Okay, I don't know what I had. Anyway, Uh, GameFly bought Playcast. And now they're doing their own... video game streaming service. Yes. They're going to let you basically rent by streaming video games. Through, right now, only the Amazon Fire TV. What? Yes. For both people who own it? (laughs) Amazon Fire TV customers have the exclusive access to Gamefly's streaming service. That sounds awful. Like, it sounds terrible. 
I don't know why they're doing that. All right. Well, let's, hold on. I want to see what the Amazon Fire TV consumer numbers are. Do you think Amazon has published those numbers? Am- uh, according to an independent firm that researches the consumer market, Amazon Fire TV accounted for 30% of the streaming set-top box shipments in quarter one, 2015. Yes, the streaming set-top boxes. A total of 3.5 million units were shipped to U.S. consumers. How many Chromecasts were shipped? I don't know, but Apple TV has more now more than 15 million units shipped to date, so... Chromecast sales exceed 10 million. How many Amazon TVs did you say there were? Well, I'm trying to find the whole numbers. Okay. Oh, okay, so they were just... Total set-top boxes that were shipped last quarter were 3.5 million. Yeah. Which, um... Amazon TV was a quarter of that? Yeah. So less than a million. Okay, so since the launch in 2007, okay, so that was Apple TV. Apple TV is at 15 million. Right now, Roku is at 13.5, 8.5 Chromecast, and 4.5 Amazon Fire TVs. Chromecast is over 10 million now. Really? Yeah, as of February of this year. I've got 8.5, but what? whatever. They're still Amazon Fire's in, in, in last place. Yeah. So there are also um, package levels as well. What? Oh, God, yeah. this, this gets worse and worse. The hell are they trying to do? Package so, levels? Yes. So the, the basic package... Oh, God, so- it's not the Netflix for games. This is not... Oh, my. So you, you get to pick packages of games. You don't get to do a service where I get to pick all the games I want. It's here are the games you can do for X amount of money a month. Six separate packs. This is terrible. I'm trying to find their actual release, press release, so I can read what these packs are. They're stupid. Gamefly streaming service. What games are available? All right, here we go. Action Pack is seven titles, $6.99 a month. Adventure Pack, seven titles, $6.99 a month. Speed Pack, seven titles, $6.99. So Fun Pack, Lego Pack, and then there's the Gamer Pack, which is 16 titles, but that one is 10 bucks a month. There, there literally is a pack that is just Lego games. This is a terrible service. Seven bucks a month to play seven Lego games. Now, that's, if you get through all those games within a month, hey, that's not t- bad. That's, that's really good. Yeah, I'm, wow. Yeah, some of these games are, like, old. Yeah. Like the Adventure bad. Pack, seven ninety nine a month idea. includes a Dark bad, Void. Bad idea. Oh, I will man, look forward are... to the day when we can report that they're shutting it down. <laughs> yeah, no... Lego. Yes. Minecraft. Pretty similar. Lego Minecraft. I thought they were making Minecraft stuff. No, they they made Minecraft Legos. This oh. is a Lego Minecraft clone. This is oh, this is Minecraft but with Legos. This is called Lego Worlds. So the world is made out of Lego bricks, and then you can use those Lego bricks to build different things. Yeah. Do they have bricks that have like different properties, like the metals in Minecraft? Can you combine bricks in different ways to make different things? I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a Steam early access game, so feel free to drop the money and try it out. Whatever Side happened note, to the this... Lego beta that you were a part of? Oh, man, what did happen to that one? Wasn't there supposed to be an MMO Lego game? Yes, yes, there was. You were part of the beta. Yes, yes, I was. Whatever happened to that? I think that one fell by the wayside. Maybe Lego that's what... Universe. Yeah. Was a massively multiplayer <laughs> online game available between October 2010 and January 2012. It lasted a year. Yeah, no, from what I remember, it was not that great. It lasted a year. But I wonder how much of that made it into this. Are they the same developers well, there, there's this but then there's also um lego dimensions coming out right yeah is that just a single player game then or no the lego minecraft i have no, no, no lego idea. dimensions that's the one where it's like skyrim it's like lego skyrim right what lego skyrim it's basically lego skyrim because lego dimensions because you build the you little mean, you mean skylanders yes sorry okay <laughs> sorry. i like i would play the fuck out of lego skyrim <laughs> i just want to be clear if bethesda made a lego game that would be pretty kick-ass i bet so i wonder if there's a lego skyrim mod hold on it's let's a little just, different let's just like lego no, skyrim I let's I see what see what pops up built from the ground up to be lego somebody put together a recreation of skyrim's opening scene using lego blocks and stop motion what the execution yeah that's incredible. <laughs> Skyrim Lego Episode 1. Yep. 
Oh my god, it is. And none of this fake Lego bits like the Lego movie did. This is actual stop motion. Yep. Yeah, no, there's the Lego Skyrim. Not Skyrim, Skylanders. God damn it, now it's going to be Lego Skylanders. See, the, the, the nodes have already formed that patch link, and now that's not going to work. Lego Skylanders, called Lego Dimensions, and now there's going to be Lego Minecraft, called Lego World. I, I still don't like the fact that, you know, there's still the, the paid beta, beta program. That just does. Oh, I'm going to put money hey, down for something that test it. might not work. Yeah, I have mixed feelings on early access and paid betas. <laughs> The, um, it works. Oh yeah, people so, are doing it, yeah. so we we can't really you know fault them for that. Uh, should probably hit the rest of these pretty quickly. Okay, what uh, is left? Uh, there's a Windows 10 icon now on my computer. Really? Yes. There isn't on mine. Oh well, you can Google how to get it on yours, but no, I, I now have an icon on, on my on, on my computer that will uh, once July 29th hits, my computer will automatically download and get ready to install Windows 10, whether you like it or not. Well, I told that I wanted it to. Okay, so you're the, upgrading. Yes, the icon just showed up though. So, if you get a Windows 10 icon in your taskbar, that's what it's for. It's for your free upgrade to Windows 10. Cool. Now, if um, you don't have that, there's also going to be a cheaper version of Windows 10 with Bing. What? Yep, just like no. Windows 8.1 with Bing. No. There's going to be a Windows 10 with Bing. Do not want. But it's it's a lot cheaper than, you know, buying... Full copy of Windows 10. Yeah. Yeah, still do not want. $10 for each copy of Windows 8.1 with Bing for installation on new tablets under 9 inches. Do not want. So yeah, that's going around. What PayPal else we got? Might, PayPal might be robo-dialing you. Yeah, so the, the explanation on this is that PayPal has added a... Uh, so first off, PayPal and eBay are splitting. Yes. That, I think, is like even bigger news. They are going to, they're going to become separate companies again. Yes. Uh, but PayPal, in this process, is revamping their terms and conditions and tried to sneak in a little term that said... By agreeing to the new terms and conditions, you agree that we can call you and advertise to you and All right, so this, sell this, your information. This is what actually it said in the, the language from their website. You consent to receive auto-dialed or pre-recorded calls and text messages from PayPal at any telephone number that you have provided us or that we have otherwise obtained. PayPal may share your phone numbers with our affiliates or with our service providers, such as billing or collection companies, who we have contracted with us to as- with to assist us in pursuing our rights. Yeah, I'm not terribly pleased about that. So, you know, it's one of the things where you have to, like, verify your PayPal account, which normally includes adding a phone number sort of thing. Yep. And now they'll take that phone number and then be allowed to call you call on it. it. They can call you. Originally, they said that this was non-opt-out-able. You could not opt out of this, which, you know, after the Internet saw that and had an uproar, they said, oh, fine, you'll, we'll let you opt out of this, but you have Ooh. to call us and let us know. What number? I'm not sure. Probably just the regular service, PayPal service, customer service number. Okay. But that that takes comes into effect in July 1st. Then the first time that I get a phone call from PayPal, I will return it and say, nope. Do not want. Yeah. Um, uh, the Amazon Picker Challenge happened last week. Yep. This was for their factory robots so that they don't have to pay factory workers. Yes. Um, or warehouse. Warehouse, yeah. not factory. Warehouse yeah, workers. Yeah, same idea. Basically, it's a factory. Um, two teams kind of took ran away with it. Team RBO and Team MIT. But um, neither one of team, them really could. Team Grizzly? What? Oh, Team Grizzly got third place. Okay. Yeah, Team Grizzly got third place with 35 points. But the other two were 148 and 88 points. So... Much it was higher. basically the RBO MIT show for this thing. Yeah. Which, according to some people, was like watching paint dry. Well, watching a robot pick and pack things <laughs> is not exactly that impressive. But yeah, that's well, good for them. But uh, yeah, according to the results, though, the, nobody got even close to how f- quickly a human could do it. No, no, no. Not It'll be another couple of years, but they will get it. Yeah. Don't kid yourself. That is that is coming. Microsoft, uh, not Microsoft, Yahoo is shutting down pipes. Yahoo is shutting down pipes and I Yahoo Maps. Pipes. Yahoo Maps was garbage. I liked pipes. <laughs> Yahoo Maps, good riddance. Pipes? No. 
Did you ever use pipes? No. What is pipes? Pipes was a way that you could take RSS feeds and combine them and do searches on them and do really cool stuff with them. Oh. So you, it, it let you like plug in different things and you could do queries on them and you could say conditionally if this, do that. You could actually just, I believe, put in a web page and make an RSS feed out of the page. Oh. Well, damn, that's gone. <laughs> yeah. Like that was that was really cool. No more. Oh, well. Okay. Well, Pipes is gone. Uh, oh, ISIS got photobombed. Yes. Okay. So this is a good one to end on. So, so hang on. There, there is a, a, a regulation in the U.S. military against taking photos and using social media on bases. Yes. For a good reason. Yes. As ISIS just discovered. Go for it. Okay. So, um... Somebody, um, the Air Force has people who go through social media and just keep tabs on things. Cause it's, I think they're part of the, the cyber defense group is actually an Air Force base thing. So they got people, you know, scrolling through social media and one of them, um, has a guy standing in front of the ISIS command center as he took a selfie of himself standing in front of it. Um, so the Air Force finds this out, does some legwork and 22 hours later, bombs the building and takes out the it takes out the entire building because one guy took a selfie took a selfie that's why i said photo bomb is entirely appropriate yep photo bomb, bomb. 22 hours 22 hours jeez from photo to bomb <sighs> so cool uh review random review david is your week heroes of the storm rainer here that's starcraft well that's what he you, you have he four says. other you have three other games to go through i know rainer here yeah um that's starcraft starcraft i've never actually played any of the diablo games oh i'm disappointed i will feast on your fear close enough okay it's diablo all right and then um really really easy what you're missing World of Warcraft, yes. Yeah, well, just Warcraft. Well, just Warcraft, yeah. For the... For the Horde. There you go. And then the last one you're going to see is the Lost Vikings, but fuck that. (laughs) (coughs) Heroes of the Storm. Blizzard's take on a genre based on a mod from a Blizzard map in a game. Multiplayer online battle arena. MOBA. Blizzard has, in in many of their games, had some very powerful map editors. And so in Warcraft 3, a group took it and made a mod called Defense of the Ancients, Dota. And it was really good. It was one of the most successful modded maps in Warcraft 3. And eventually spawned its own genre, the MOBA, Multiplayer Online Battle Arena. And that made games like Demigod and Dota 2 and League of Legends. And now Blizzard is getting into it with Heroes of the Storm. And by getting into it, I mean they've been in it for like a year and a half. Uh, The game has been in beta and lots of people have been playing it and streaming it. And there's even been tournaments for it already, even though it was technically in beta. It is free to play. It is a, a much more approachable version of the genre. But that's what Blizzard does. We've talked about this many times. Blizzard takes games that other people have designed and refine them. Things that we have seen when we look at well, Overwatch and Heroes of the Storm and Hearthstone. Hearthstone. Starcraft, Warcraft, Starcraft. World of Warcraft. Yeah, Blizzard takes games other people have done and refines it. And I think that's that's what they did in Heroes of the Storm. It is a much more refined MOBA. Andy, now, having having you've not been played playing any it. other MOBAs, I you never played League of Legends. No. Wow. Never so you have a fresh LOL. perspective on this. I have no perspective on this at all. I don't know what to compare it to. I just know coming into it. Okay. Well, so coming into it blind without comparing it, how does it feel? It's not bad. I do have to say though, the because uh, you you start out and you can just do the, the training matches where you just learn how things work, and yep. then you play against AI opponents with yep. other AI teammates, and then you jump into the quick matches, which are you against with humans. other people playing against other people. Yeah. <laughs> And that, man, 
you can you can think, oh, I am badass in this training mode. I am pretty good in these versus AI. I get to the quick matches. You and are going to holy- get your ass handed to you. Yes. Although this weekend would actually be a good time to go in and play those quick matches because you're going to be playing against a bunch of people who have never played before. Yes. Or even better, a bunch of people who know League of Legends backwards and forwards and who are going to try and play this game like they play League of Legends. And it won't work. I don't know. It's... It's great that the you know that you don't have to pay anything, but then also it's like oh hey uh, you get the free character rotations. And it's like okay, so I get to play this guy for a bit, and then I'll play this guy for a bit. But then there are some times where I realize I am not a support character. <laughs> I oh. I cannot heal people worth shit. That's why you play them more, so you learn how to. <laughs> and then, well, the the real advantage of that because you like playing assassin characters. Yes. So the real advantage to playing a support is to learn the intricacies of the support so that you can pay attention to what the assassins are doing when you're trying to support them and say, ah, that's making it much easier for me to support them. Or why is he pushing so hard? I'm out of mana. That's the other thing I've been noticing also. And after I play the support, I'm looking and go, oh, crap, I'm by myself, by myself, run back, run back, run back. Right, right. And so now when you play an assassin again, you go back, you say like, oh, my support's low on mana. Maybe I shouldn't push so hard. Yeah. Like, let's fall back a little bit and give them a chance to get it back. I Actually, I like how Blizzard kind of, they don't force you to play games in other roles, but they kind of force you to play games in other roles. Yeah, no, that's one of those things where it's like, oh, hey, you get the daily quests, which I'm kind of using, you know, Hearthstone. It's like, I don't like the daily quest. Give me another one. I can't do that. Can't do that in Heroes of the Storm. It's like, play three games as a support character. Oh, son of a bitch. Well, so you go online and play three AI games. Yeah, that's what that's what I did. I played three AI games and realized that I suck at all support characters. <laughs> it's, it's bad. When I'm losing to the AI, it's bad. Well, so if, you, if you're playing versus AI with AI, it's actually really hard. Yeah, no. I've, your I've AI found, especially when you're a support are, character. Are sucky and stupid. Because you're, you're trying to heal a guy and you're like, what the f- are you doing? Yep. No, don't do... Don't, Get back over here. I can't. Ah. But free game. Yes, and very well designed, very well developed. It's Each match with those things is lasting at least 20 to 30 minutes, though. Oh. I can usually clear an AI game with AI teammates in about 12 to 14 minutes. They're, they take at least 20 minutes with me, especially when I'm playing against other people. Unless it's a complete lopsided landslide, it's going to take at least yeah. 20 to 30 minutes. Well, I mean, that's that's what a game should take, is about 15 to 20 minutes. I don't know. It still feels long to me. Granted, I'm used to Hearthstone playing Zoo decks, which I can normally knock a game out in maybe seven minutes. Yep. Different game. It's I It's going to take a different amount of time. So but it's, it's, it's a good it, game. It is approachable. It makes me feel a lot like I'm playing the old school Warcraft, Starcraft, but not. Yep. Better graphics, better play. And I, really, I like the changes they made to the genre. So, Andy, in League of Legends, yes. you, you have this, but instead of a shared team experience, every person has experience. Oh. So if you are in a lane by yourself, you're getting a shit ton of experience. If you're laning with a group of people, you share the experience that you get, so you get less experience. Oh. No. Um... So you you level up as a team at different points. You don't all gain levels together. So you might have someone who's like level seven and someone else who's only level four. That's no, no. You also don't start with three out of your four abilities. You only start with one. You get to pick which one, but you only get to start with one. Okay, that one I could actually see. That would be interesting to see. Yep. It, well, it leads a lot more to like, how do I want to do this? And the so with with Blizzard, every couple of levels you get to choose a talent. Yeah. In most other MOBAs, every level you Is level up one of your abilities. Okay. You don't get talents at all. You just pick up an ability and level it up so it gets stronger. That pa- that happens passively in Heroes of the Storm. Uh, and the other piece that other Dotas have that this doesn't is money and items. So in League of Legends, when you go back to the base, there's a shop there and you buy items to help you out in the field. Things that increase your attack, things that make you faster, things that increase your defense or your magic or your regen, whatever it is. Which means that you need to get money in the game. 
you get money by last hitting a minion. Hmm. So what people will do is stand next to the creep waves, the minion waves, and not hit until the minion is one hit away from being dead. And then they'll take that shot so that they can get the gold, and then they'll resume not hitting. Because if you're auto-attacking, you might miss your opportunity to get the last hit. <sighs> and that's that's the strategy. It's not like people do that to be dicks. That's the strategy. That's how you play the game. That's a Heroes bit of the dumb. Storm, you don't need to worry about it. No, yeah. no. There is no money. That's dumb. Yep. So I really like Heroes of the Storm over things like League of Legends. I think it is a much better game. I think it's better designed. It has way fewer heroes right now, but that's going to change over time. Yeah, like they already announced a new one coming out, so it's just... Did they? I do believe so. You mean the Crusader? Because she's already out. Oh, all right. I'm waiting to see what other characters... And, you know, Blizzard also is doing Overwatch, which means there's the possibility of Overwatch heroes in Heroes of the Storm. No, that that could work, yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> Because you know that gorilla is going to be coming into the game. I want to play Winston as a tank. I want to play the the siege tank as a tank. I want to try that one out, but it hasn't shown up in the rotation yet. It was in the rotation like three weeks ago. Yeah, I know, but I didn't play it three weeks ago. Oh, that's too bad. (laughs) I'll keep my eye out for it. Her name is Sergeant Hammer, by the way. I'm guessing she's from StarCraft 2. Well, StarCraft, but yes. Yeah, she was, wasn't she? Man, it's been a while. She she isn't a character in StarCraft. She's just a siege tank. Ah, Not all of them are like famous characters. Gotcha. Like, you know, Murloc is just a Murloc. That is not just a Murloc. That's Murky. That is a very specific Murloc. Isn't he, wasn't he the the pet? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's Murky the Murloc. Huh. Anyway. So yeah, it's free to play, so. It's free to play. You can spend money to buy skins and characters. It's good. I like it. Yeah, that was the first thing I did. It's like, oh, I like Rainer. All right. And then I lost him. I'm like, well, son of a bitch. Yep. Hey, by the way, quick question. Yes. What's your opinion on the $10 Hearthstone skin? That was the news story I forgot to put in. Damn, yep. I knew I was like, I'm missing something. I'm missing something. What is it? Yeah. Hearthstone, $10 to get a different warrior skin. Yep. Does, you know what the difference is? Difference is different emotes. And well, same, a different, same emotes, just different recordings, right? Yeah, okay. So, yeah, same emotes, but different different recordings of emotes and a different animation for your hero power. Nothing else changes. Is that 10 bucks? Hell no. 90% of the time, I don't... I squelch the opponents 90% of the time. I don't even listen to the other guy. 10 bucks for that? What would be a more appropriate put, price point in your mind? Maybe a buck or two. It's hey, a lot of work to make that. Yes, but it doesn't... It, the the amount of influence it has on the game, the actual game, it doesn't well, influence so, whoa, at whoa, all. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait a second. Would you prefer it did influence the game? For for ten bucks, I would want another hero with a different set of hero powers. Okay. Or what would be even better? Except that that moves towards pay to win. Well, it's just like buying cards. Not if it's the only way to get that hero. Yeah, that's the other thing is the fact that you can't actually spend gold on it. It's only money. Yep. Look, it's not like $50 horse armor. No, it's $10 warrior skin. Yeah. I don't know. I I think that people are making too big a deal out of it. And if you don't want to buy it, then don't buy it. Yeah, just uh, vote with your wallet. That's the easy. That's that's what companies understand is voting with your wallet. Yeah. And you know what? The vote is going to be do it because plenty of people are going to buy it. I know, especially at a $10 price point, the amount of money they're going to make off of it. Right. Thousands of people will buy it. I'm not going to be one of them. I'm sorry. That's that's fine. That is, I'm not going to be one of them either. I'm not spending $10 on that. But <laughs> well, they set the price, and if people want to spend that money, people are going to spend that money. Yeah. All right. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Dave, do you have any cute single relatives that you can hook up with some of your single listeners? Hmm. Do I have any single relatives? I'm Well, I know I have single relatives. I'm wondering if I'd be able to set them up. I don't know that they... they well, actually, I don't know if they're even single anymore. They've both graduated college. They probably have boyfriends. Well, you don't know. I No, I don't know. I haven't talked to this cousin in, like, six months. Well, I'm going to first say that this podcast is not a dating service. Okay. There is no bachelor number one or bachelor number two. Two, the number of relatives that I actually know, I can probably count on one hand. Oh, see, that's the difference. That's that's why you can come up with an answer. I have, oh God, how many cousins do I have? (laughs) 
Stacy, Danny, Jeffrey, Evan, Noah, Evan, Noah, Adam. I'm counting some second cousins because they were essentially cousins. Uh, Daniel, Erica, Claire, Asia. If I'm not missing any, it's 12 right there. I think it's just those 12. Yeah, no. The, the number, uh, especially then, then we have to classify relatives as single, which... There's only two that might be. I think everyone else is married now. Yeah, it further cuts down on the thing that I think the only one that would be um, I can think I can think of one in my family, one, and that would be my older brother. That's it. It's just and you don't one. you don't want to do that. No, even even if there were an eligible bachelorette, you wouldn't want to do that. No, that's why I'm going back to the previous statement that this is not a dating service. Okay, I have two cousins who live in Seattle who may or may not be single. Were they the ones that I met? Yep. Oh, they were fun. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they're not single. I'm gonna go with that. I can check their Facebook right now. Let's see if they've got anything. Uh, I'm gonna guess based on the profile picture, she is not single. <laughs> and I don't know where do they have. Oh, it's in the about, isn't it? No yes. friends. No clue. I don't know about the second one. Probably not. Used to be like right front and center. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, she probably wouldn't take my advice on something like that anyway, so I'm gonna say no, I cannot set them up. So no, the answer is just no. Plain, simple no. Yeah, I'm, I'm a no on that one as well, so. Sorry, random single. This is what also concerns me. Hans was the one who asked this question. Hans is married and has a kid on the way. Yeah. Who's he trying to set up? <laughs> I don't know. Alright. Nope, got nothing. Yeah, nope, I'm out. I'm out. Alright, well then that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>